Well, welcome everyone to the Life Money You podcast and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of the 2024 year and season. And I am super pumped today. I have a great friend, Erin McKasick here from our marketing team. She leads integrated marketing and we have been coworkers and, and friends here for a few years now. And Erin, welcome to the podcast. You have actually been on before and so people may recognize your voice, but uh, you want to just say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. My name is Erin McKasick. Like you said, I lead integrated marketing. Essentially, we help people and members become aware of all the great ways BCU can save them money and support their dreams. My husband, Tim, and I have three wild boys. Camden is seven, Bryson is four, and then Declan is two years old. We like to get their energy out, get them outside as much as possible, as much as you can in the Midwest. So lots of sports and activities. And we have a lot of extended family nearby too. So just a lot of hanging with them. But yeah, I'm really excited for the topic today. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we get into the topic, I have a very, very important question to ask you, Aaron. So Aaron, which Disney princess would make the best judge? Oh, you threw me with the judge part. Um, I, I don't know. Why don't you let me know? Snow White, because she's the fairest of them all. Okay, I like that. <laughs> that was yeah. a pretty good one. It was. You know, some of these jokes we toss out as soon as we say them on the show, but hopefully that one uh, resonates a little bit with the topic today because we are going to talk about Disney today, which is so fun. I have been thinking about this and you have three wild boys. I have four wild girls. And so maybe <laughs> no. we need to meet up someday in the future with our <laughs> with our children. But I've been thinking a lot about Disney and what it takes to go to Disney. And you and your family just took a trip to Disney. And so I thought it'd be fun to hear a little bit about your story of what it was like and how you plan. And so why don't you just give us like a high level overview, maybe just to get started. And then I really want to dig into the nuts and bolts of the whole process, mm-hmm. because I am very interested. I'm sure there'll be others that are interested. And it's definitely one of those destinations that I think a lot of families think about. But as soon as you start seeing the price tag on thing, it's like, oh my goodness, how in the world can we make that work? So just tell us a little bit of the background. Why did you guys go and maybe mm-hmm. an overview of the trip a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The cost is daunting and also it can be really overwhelming, like not knowing where to start with it. So I'm no expert by any means. This was our first family trip to Disney, but it's very fresh in my mind. Wanted to definitely share some things that helped make it an incredible experience for us. And in case there are any listeners who are newer to the Disney world as well. So we planned a seven day trip to Florida. It was our family of five plus three of our grandparents. So that was really helpful to have them with the three kids. We were stretched across the row and on the flight. But when we arrived, my husband surprised the kids with a stormtrooper themed van for 10 passengers. (laughs) It was white and the exterior had like the stormtrooper design on the back as well. But we used a bargain car sharing company called Turo. And that was the first time we had used that service. And he, you know, picked it up from the parking garage, just using an app. We never had to interact with anyone. And then sort of had the kids closing their eyes and did sort of a reveal when the car was there. And they were really excited for that. That's so cool. Yep. Have you used that service? I have used Turo before. Yeah. I heard about it at at one point and we actually exclusively use that now on vacations because it's sort of the Airbnb of car rental. And what I love about it is like you just said, the car is typically parked at the airport. So I don't have to like get on a shuttle. Like if you're traveling a ways with kids, I mean, the last thing you want to do is get in another line and go on another shuttle and have another hour before you can get away from the airport. You want to get as far away from the airport as as possible as fast too. Yeah. So 
having it parked there, like you said, super easy to kind of get into the car. The other thing is, you know, the car you're getting before mm-hmm. you rent it. That's another huge thing. And if you're staying local to an area, typically there's a little bit of a more restrictive mileage cap on that car. You know, typically if you rent from like a Costco or another rental company, mm-hmm. there's a unlimited mileage. But if you're not driving far, it's a great situation. Yeah. And usually you can get better pricing too. So for all those reasons, I love it. That's awesome. You guys tried it. And how cool that you got to have a themed. <laughs> I've never heard that, by the way, a themed yeah. vehicle. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it was because it was so big and tall and had that design. It was also easy to spot in the parking lots with so many cars. So it ended up being a little perk as well. That's but, so cool. So yeah, then after we got the car, we went to our vacation rental home in Kissimmee. There are definitely pros and cons to staying on property at a Disney hotel. We opted to stay off property at a resort community in Kissimmee, Florida called Reunion Resort, which is about 10 miles or a 20 minute drive from the Disney parks. And the house was equipped with its own pool and a community pool. It had a movie theater and arcade room, themed no bedrooms. Way. Yeah. That, that were, is so, wow. You guys are like parents of the year. How cool is and, that? And it ended up being cheaper when we priced it out, which is the craziest thing. So yeah, it, oh it, my gosh. it was a Toy Story and a Mickey themed rooms, you know, that the kids love. And really the reason we went or started to think about going that route, because there's definitely, you know, pros to being staying in the Disney bubble and just really immersing yourself in all of Disney throughout the entire trip. But we decided for this time, we didn't want to do sort of the back-to-back park days where we'd go every single day to a park. We broke it up with rest days in between. So it was nice to be able to relax at the house, have your own space, save money on meals because we had a kitchen and the in-home entertainment. And also, especially if you're in a larger group to split up the cost, it can be a good deal. For us, we were there seven nights and there were six bedrooms. It was $3,000 for the three families. So it ended up being about $140 per night which when we priced it out for that long of a trip and for everything we got from it was a, a really great deal. So yeah, yeah, um, we visited. Uh, yeah, I you can't beat it. And with how memorable just the experience was with the house was really great. So we visited Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. At the time, the decorations had just flipped to the holidays. So it was really beautiful. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Visited Disney Springs one day for food and shopping and got a chance to visit some of the Disney resorts with character meal reservations where they come and visit your table while you eat and they'll sign your book. So overall, it it truly, I'm not just saying this, was, I would say, our best vacation, family vacation yet. Really? Wow. Yeah. It really was. Okay. I mean, you hear that from people that have gone. And of course, it's sort of like the opposite of reviews online. You know, you kind of like only see reviews if people didn't have a good experience. But with Disney, it always seems like it's the opposite. It's everybody always says they love it. But it's hard to really know, you know, what it's truly like with young kids and as a parent and so that's awesome to hear that it was way, way high up on the list for mm-hmm. best, best family vacation. So could you just tell us, I, I want to kind of go back to when you guys were first thinking you were going to do this, you know, and when did you decide you were going to do it? Mm-hmm. How far in advance did you have to start planning for it? And what initial steps did you take for someone that's listening that's sort of like, okay, next year we're going to go, where do I even start? Yeah, I had been to Disney several times growing up, but this was the first trip with my children. So it was a whole new world, whole new set of questions that I had. And so to prep, I started by joining a couple groups on social media on Facebook, probably I would say probably six months in advance. There were some called Walt Disney Tips and Tricks and then Smart Moms Plan Disney. 
I also watch some YouTube videos too to learn from the experience of many others. There are so many people passionate about Disney World and also passionate about making memories on a budget without sacrificing quality. And so I took a lot of notes from them. I also met with, I grabbed coffee with a couple friends that had been there recently and had children of similar age. So I got some advice from them. But the other thing I did that I think is really important is I downloaded the Disney World app on my phone and got familiar with it beforehand. You will live in that thing. You can book (laughs) You can book your dining in advance of your trip. You can look into options for parks and rides and costs and just everything in that app. So the more you can kind of familiarize yourself and just start to schedule some things out, you'll just feel more prepared, I would say, going into it. But there truly is, there's so many resources out there. I think whatever way you learn best, whether it's video or reading the blogs, reading other tips that others have out there, there's a lot of information. And even that can be overwhelming, but just starting there and kind of familiarizing yourself, I think is important. Yeah. Wow. The app sounds magical. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's, maybe that's intended, right? Probably. Um, That's, Great to know. And as you just reflect on, and you did a lot of work, it sounds like to kind of, I mean, easy work, but just work that to do some research and get to know things. Were there any like major takeaways or things you learned that were ahas or that surprised you from friends or just anything that was like, now that you look back were like the Mm -hmm. most helpful things that were said to you? A lot. I mean, you could wing it, I suppose. But the more that I research, you really don't want to do that. It is a, a big investment, even though there are ways to save money. You really do want to know ahead of time what these parks have to offer and what is going to be important to your kids. Like for me, for example, having younger kids, there are different rides that have different height requirements. And there are different characters that I know my kids tend to like more than others. So I just wanted to make sure I knew going into it what our priorities were and what was going to be meaningful to them. And I also didn't want to have any meltdowns because I take my kids somewhere and they can't get on the ride that they wanted to get on. So I do think there is a real benefit to taking the time to learn these things beforehand, even though I'm sure there are plenty of people that just show up and kind of go with the flow and figure it out. But I do think there's value just from an experience experience standpoint, from a budget standpoint, to do that research. And that was one thing I had learned from hearing stories of others is don't do this, make sure that you look at that, make sure you're considering this. I really took that to heart. And that was a big sort of jumping point for me going into the trip. Yeah. That makes sense that you would sort of put in the time and the effort and and it sounds like that really paid off because it created a great experience. Mm-hmm. You kind of got ahead of some of those potential pitfalls that right. might have happened when you were there and learn sounds like some helpful kind of cost saving things as well and mm-hmm. got different advice, which is, I mean, all these are great principles just in any big financial decision that you're trying to make, you know, trying yep. to look ahead and plan as much as possible. So it's awesome. And it is great to know that there are so many resources. I mean, that can there be are. both good and bad, I guess, on, you know, kind of overwhelming, but I mean, it it's probably better to have that than no resources because mm-hmm. then how are you supposed to learn from anyone or if you don't know anyone that's ever gone that can be right. kind of tricky as you you had shared a little bit about there was one priority i think of having rest days in between mm-hmm. but were there any other priorities you guys had for the trip that you wanted to make sure came true for your kids and for your family and maybe even in your parents that were there yeah well it kind of goes along those lines but i think we prioritized comfort we wanted to make the most of our time but didn't want to feel rushed or sore 
her from walking all day every day. So we did those rest days in between. And also with the vacation home, having our own rooms and space in the house to wind down after maybe we were out for a long day was important. And then I would say cost was definitely important as well. We did a lot of price shopping and had rough budgets established kind of in you know different comparisons going on. But we also knew going in that we might not be back for a while. So we did make some splurges here and there too. We weren't afraid to do something like that to make it more special, but we were trying to do the best we could to make sure we got the most for the dollars we were spending. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good point that when you're there, I mean, it's kind of sort of a little bit like a cruise ship where you're kind of in a captive space a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's got to be easy to spend money probably. And I'm sure there are lots of special things you can do (laughs) when you're there. And so it's good to remember that that will be there and to kind of plan for that and be ready if this is going to be kind of the one trip you take there for a long time to be ready to have some money available for those kinds of things. So exactly. And you guys really, it sounds like you really planned well, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it really paid off too. So I want to hear at what point did you tell your kids Mm-hmm. And I've always seen those videos of people telling their kids and it's crazy and they're excited and all that. Did you do anything special? Did you just tell them one evening? <laughs> like, how how'd you do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, we we didn't want to tell them too far in advance because we knew <laughs> they'd idea. ask every day, kind of like <laughs> yes. the are we there yet? It would be, t- is today the day? Which they yes. did do. They still did that. <laughs> but I think we told them about a month before, even though we, okay. knew we were planning for about six months. So we definitely held off on telling them, but they wow. didn't even really know what Disney World was. So we had watched a video, I remember, that was a tour of the parks. And then kind of when we finished that video, we said, do you want to go there? And then all kind of had this, they had the celebratory moment together the brothers they were all very excited (laughs) and then uh we watched disney movies i think almost every night for like two weeks leading up to it so the characters and the stories were all really fresh in their minds which was fun too but that's so awesome i have seen some of those though like christmas morning they open a present and it's you're going to disney and that so yeah that's really fun it's like the new car commercials you know like i I don't think i'll ever be in that situation but uh, it is crazy to think about like here's a brand new car out in the driveway and so yeah yeah that's cool oh man but they were hugging they were (laughs) jumping up and down and yes yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. I guess I'm kind of curious. We kind of heard about planning. Is there anything more to tell us about like the place that you stayed at all? I know you you mentioned a few fun things like you had a pool and some themes and stuff, but anything else that was kind of cool about that spot? Yeah, I think what's great about it is you could truly stay in the house and never leave and it would be a vacation in and of itself. I think just having that it was the movie theater screen with the theater seats and there were we made sure to get a location that had three arcade games so all three kids could play at one time we had our own private pool but then the community also had some restaurants golf courses and a uh, resort pool that had a lazy river and some slides and stuff so just a lot of options of things to do just right on property it was also very close to some local stores so you know we went to I think the nearby Walmart and picked up some food so that we could grill and and have breakfast there, which also saved us some money. We got a chance to still see some of the Disney resorts by booking the character dining. Oh, okay. So you actually can't get on property unless you're staying there or if you have a reservation for one of the restaurants that's at the resort. So for example, Ohana, which is at the Polynesian Resort, we ended up booking a reservation there. So we were able to get in. And then once we were done, we could kind of explore the property 
property and oh, even nice. of the transportation from that resort to others. Oh, okay. So kind of like once you're there, you're in. So, nice. um, so I feel like we got a little bit of both because we got to kind of see a little bit of the Disney resort side of things. And there are just absolutely beautiful properties and pools. And it is a, a wonderful experience. And I can see why people go that route as well. But I, we were able to kind of get a little bit of both, which was nice. Nice. How far away were you from like some of the parks? Yeah, it was only about a 20 minute drive and it could vary a little bit if uh, there was traffic or something like that. But it was only a 10 mile distance from the community resort to like Magic Kingdom, for example. Okay. How does parking work there? Do they have like a big parking lot or something? Or Huge parking or... lot. Okay. Very right. big parking lot, which okay. is why the Stormtrooper van really came in clutch for that. But uh, <laughs> they have different sections of the parking lot that are labeled like Scar or, you know, a different character. So you remember where you are and then they have transportation to take you to the entrance. So Okay. Yeah, but and there's a fee to parking. So that's the other kind of perk when some of the Disney properties or a lot of them have transportation for free to the park. And and typically they don't necessarily need to rent a car. So that's kind of the trade off there. But with us, because we were doing so many other things outside of the parks and wanted a car to be able to go to the store and different things that worked out for us. But there is I did want to mention there is a fee to parking. Sure. Okay. And then when you're there, so like walk us through like what a day at one of the parks looks like, just kind of high level, like get there early. Did you try to do a whole day and pack it in and then take a rest day? Or did you just kind of get up whenever? And what did you do while you're there? Good question. So I am very organized. So I ended up (laughs) creating this sort of one page schedule for fun that I handed to the adults. And it had any days we were going to the parks, any dining reservations and the locations on it. And it was kind of our way of starting the day to say, here's the plan for the day. There were a lot of gaps in time of just like, let's see where the day takes us. And you know, it wasn't planned to the T. It was just kind of general milestones. So we kind of checked in on that. The other thing that is a little complicated, and I mentioned I'm not an expert, but there's something called Genie Plus, and it is an additional expense on top of the park ticket. The cost of it varies by park and by day, but it can range from $15 to $35 per day per person. And essentially what it allows you to do is book rides and shows ahead of time and you get to go in an expedited line. To clarify, you still wait in a line. It's not like you get there and you're just on necessarily. Sure. But it it can be if you don't have Genie Plus, just from kind of timing it and seeing what others that didn't have it, it could be three, four, five times as long if you don't purchase the oh, wow. Plus. So, so it's, pre- it's pre-check. It's pre-check for... Essentially, yeah. That's a great <laughs> comparison. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people feel differently about whether to go that route. For us, it was important to budget for that because there's a lot of crowds. There's a lot of waiting. My children aren't very patient, like most. And so we wanted to really... And given that we were only going to go to two parks for the entire trip, we wanted to maximize the time we had at those parks and didn't want to only ride a couple of rides because we were stuck in line. So we really made it a point to budget for that in advance. But a big part of how the day went had to do with Genie Plus, which is all built into the app. And essentially every two hours, you can book another ride 
You can ride rides or go to shows in between that time, but not using Genie Plus. So it was a lot of setting an alarm, essentially, so that I knew at one o'clock I can book the next ride. And part of the research, too, ahead of time was knowing which rides were most popular. So you try to book those early because sure. the chances of you getting on them later on. So there was a little bit of that happening throughout the day. But what I had done, I mentioned before the research on like height requirements and what reviews of the rides and just characters that I knew the kids loved. I had sort of a just little note in my phone that had in priority order the rides and the shows that I wanted. And so I just knew, okay, I want this or this ride next. And it just kind of went from there. So I did all of that planning for our group of eight so that it was a little more centralized. We really wanted to stay together. So I was yeah. always, you know, booking those together. And then the other thing, another part of the app is you can do the quick dining through the app. So you can order burgers and pretzels or whatever you want. It will alert you when it's ready and you can go pick it up. So again, you're not waiting in line for food, which is nice. Nice. So this can really add up, it sounds like. I mean, if you, yeah. it sounds like it can be worth it if, if you are planning a day and you're trying, you're trying to max maximize a day. Right. You're not there multiple days where you've got some flexibility. And yeah, just those few things you said, like ride shows, food. I mean, if you're doing yeah. six to 10 of that per those per day, and you're having to wait in line for half right. hour for all those, you can't exactly. even fit in. Yeah. And yeah. You're trying to fit in, you know, it was really important to the kids that they got signatures from characters. So those are also lines that you need to wait in as well as visiting some stores and you know the shops that are in there but one of the things that we chose to do to also save time there are some sit down restaurants at these parks and they sound really cool but they do tend to be expensive and they could take an hour to an hour and a half of time so rather than do that we did the quick dining and it's nice too that the app shows you the cost of everything so we might say okay we want five hot dogs and then we're like that's really expensive let's remove one of those maybe we can share they did have really large portions of things. So I will say we shared a lot. And then since we had the kitchen and the house, we also packed snacks and brought those in. They are pretty flexible with bringing in food and drink. Okay. You are able to do that. So that's another way that we were able to save a little bit. But we ended up going to Hollywood Studios from nine to nine. We were there oh, man. the entire day. My two-year-old napped on me in the middle of the day. We thought about maybe going back to the house, but didn't. And it, and it worked out. We saw the fantastic light show which was amazing at the end of the night and it sounds like a really long time and it was but you just have this adrenaline going yeah. and it's just you know seeing the expression on their face and and the rides are they're very magical and just it's unlike any amusement park that you would go to anywhere else there's so many aspects to it and so much that can cater to different groups of people but we, we nice. enjoyed every minute of it oh man it does sound amazing so i mean i know that there are all the different rides what are some of the shows that you go to yeah at like at hollywood studios for example my kids loved the indiana jones show so they have these big theaters and it was, you know, all the action and there are in the app, you can see the times like the show will run maybe every couple hours. Similarly, at the Star Wars area, there was a Star Wars show and they can be pretty quick, but they happen fairly often. So if you just went on a ride and you're waiting for your next Genie Plus ride, you could squeeze a show in between. And sometimes too, they might be covered so you can kind of get in the shade and out of the sun for a little while as well. The shows were really fun. Honestly, they were almost as good as the rides themselves. Nice. 
And yeah, that sounds really fun. And like, especially I would imagine as like an adult, the nostalgia feel of like the famous movies and different things you're remembering back and seeing scenes that you recognize and the kids just love it because it's even if they haven't seen it, I'm sure it's just like, yeah, super fun, like watching a live movie. And are the rides, are there different levels of rides? Like for, I would imagine for different ages, because I you like, what if your kid doesn't like rides? What if they don't like roller coasters or whatever? What, What are some of the types of rides that they have? Yeah. And it's different for each of the parks there are some that cater more to the different age groups but I know what makes Magic Kingdom so popular for a lot of young families is most of the rides don't have height restrictions and they are more mellow so a lot of them are sort of the you know you and your child sit next to each other in a cart and it goes very slowly and it's just more scenic and there's not a lot of movement to it so a lot of them are like that and they're just themed whether it's Pirates of the Caribbean or you know various rides that it's more of a show almost it's more of a moving show sure that makes know? sense yeah yeah yep. but there are certainly some of the roller coaster type rides too that my seven-year-old was able to ride with my husband there's a few of those there's one called tron that's really really popular that they were able to go on where you're kind of on almost like a motorcycle type thing oh that's cool that they really enjoyed but they cater a lot to younger kids they have a massive carousel too so there's you know all different things but definitely have a lot of those mellow rides that the kids won't end up being you know scared of nice yeah well it sounds gosh it sounds like it's just a perfect spot for different age ranges would you say is there an age of a child that maybe is too old to kind of appreciate some of these things or do you think that there is something for every age it just depending on the park maybe yeah i do i think there's a lot of mixed opinions on this even before we went so many people told me to wait until the kids are older they're not going to remember. I really think Disney is great for any age. They do a nice job of having an offering that appeals to different age groups. Just thinking about it, my two and four-year-old probably won't remember it, but I really enjoyed (laughs) Mm -hmm. seeing their reactions. And they really believed in the characters that they met and the magic of it all, which I thought was really special for that age. And then my seven-year-old got to take advantage of some of the bigger kid rides, like we just mentioned, and really enjoyed the shows. So to your point, I do think there's certain parks that might be better for different age groups, but I think at any age, I mean, even adults, there were so many adults that didn't have kids that went and took advantage of There's great food, there's great shows, like we said, and just kind of that overall experience, I think, can really work for anyone. Yeah, you you hear of adults just going, you know, that, yeah. that love it so much that they've gone a bunch of times and they just love it. And I mean, it sounds like they've really thought of it all. I mean, mm-hmm. thought, and, and with the tie to character and movies and stories we all love stories you know and so right. that is that shows and, and then they've structured these places to just really be a wonderful trip and it's neat to hear how you guys kind of made it all work too and you kind of had the Disney time and then it sounds like you did other things while you're there and that sort of staying outside of the park allowed mm-hmm. you to kind of make it maybe a dual trip in some ways yeah let's just look back now it's not been so long since you guys went but what are some of your takeaways from the time and I would love to give some practical tips to people like Mm -hmm. things that you would say like for sure do this for sure do not do this or anything else you want to share to someone else that's looking ahead here and planning yeah in terms of tips I think a couple of things we already mentioned, but definitely downloading that Disney World app in advance and taking advantage of being able to book some things in advance so you feel more prepared going in. Take advantage of all the resources we talked about. Join groups, follow Disney influencers and different people that just have a lot of knowledge to share. Consider staying off property, but 
you know, weigh that against kind of the pros and cons of staying on for sure. Consider budgeting for Genie Plus if you have children that are impatient like my own and you don't love lines, <laughs> I would say. We also talked about kind of how you could potentially save on food by bringing snacks and maybe opting for the quick dining type deals. And then the other thing I think we haven't talked about, but we collected some Disney gift cards before. So there are stores that have deals or even like Target with the red card, you could get a deal on a Disney card. And then I'd also have friends and family that would ask us throughout the year for kids, for my kids' birthdays or holidays, what should we get them? And we would say Disney gift cards. And so what we ended up doing is we took those gift cards and then we used those as our budget for souvenirs like stuffed animals and treats at the park. That was, you know, what each kid had for that. So I think that could be something creative that people could do. And then it seems really obvious, but take lots of photos. Our phones (laughs) take excellent pictures and there's all kinds of filters to make them look professional as opposed to purchasing the packages there, which you do have the option to do. But we captured so many incredible memories just with our phones. And around the holidays, there was a deal from Shutterfly for like a photo book, a coffee table book. And I ended up making a few of those books and giving them out as gifts to the grandparents that came with us. And now we have one as well. And we flipped through with our kids and they were remembering different memories. And I think in the moment, you're kind of, you don't want to be on your phone and pulling and taking photos. But when you have those to look back on, it's really special. That's great. I do think like back when I was a kid, I mean, I you could take pictures, but because of having to still develop film and wait for all that, it, obviously there's just thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of more pictures that we're able to take more easily now. And I love the idea of having a book. And I, I've noticed with my kids, it does help them remember. I mean, it helps me remember. Yeah. It helps me yeah. remember what we did. And, you know, it doesn't take too long before I start forgetting exactly. about what that was like, which is sort of sad. But it is a kind of a different generation in a way for that because it's just so easy now mm-hmm. to have a thousand pictures and pick, you know, the 50 best ones and put them in a book. Right. And then all of a sudden you've got this wonderful memory and you don't have to try to, you know, look back. And I mean, there's just, yeah. it's just so much easier. So that's right. great that you did that. Yeah, I added some notes too on the pages that would say this was Bryson's favorite ride and Declan didn't love seeing Goofy and just the little things that made us <laughs> laugh, you know, uh, along the way. So to your point, something that we could pull out every once in a while and recall. So yeah. Oh, man. So do you guys think you're going to go back anytime when you're like in a few years or what What are you thinking? Yeah, we absolutely want to go back. No plans yet. But next time I'd probably want to try some of the other parks that we didn't get a chance to visit. And I also hope to just relax a little more and worry less, which I know that I will now that I've gone through it and have proof that it all comes together in the end. But, you know, there were days that we had no plans at all and others would cancel reservations and we would grab them and had some of the best days. So just sort of having faith that things will will come together and but otherwise really had no regrets from the trip and would be happy to do it all over again. But when that will be, we'll see. Like we'll open up our savings account now and start saving yeah, for start that in five now. years, right. 10 years. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing your details on this. And I think it's just helpful to hear like another parent, you know, if you're a parent listening right now, it's very helpful, I think, to just know that you really enjoyed it, you planned well, and it kind of paid off. And then it sounds like there's sort of a multitude of things you could do on future trips, new parks, different rides, you could totally kind of change how you go about it, maybe more relaxing, whatever, but Mm -hmm. it definitely makes it feel more attainable now that I've heard you even talk through it and thinking about 
about it for my kids and thinking like, well, yeah, that would be fun. And it would be kind of a fun way to do it. Like stay off property, have kind of a vacation with a couple days at Disney sort of rather than shelling it out for staying there. But like you said, if you're really into Disney and maybe it's going to be kind of like the one trip you take too, then maybe it does warrant having more time there, shuttling over, just kind of being completely immersed in that. But you're going to, sounds like you're going to kind of pay for that too. So it's just a pro and con of thinking about that. Yeah. It really Um, is choose your own adventure and, you know, just prioritize what's most important to you. And depending on your preferences, how many are in your group, if you value space over convenience, that sort of thing, you can make it into a a great trip either way. Nice. Um, Do you think that it was helpful? Just I was thinking of kind of one last question. Do you think that it was helpful that you had gone personally in the past just because you had like a little bit of a mindset of what it was like while you were there? Or do you think that that was a totally different because you were bringing kids and... Yeah. Had to think through that. I don't, speaking of not really recalling much, I don't recall much about my trips when I went. Okay, so up. it was when you were younger. and Yeah, yeah. It, I was okay. much younger, I will say. So I, I, I don't necessarily think it helped me necessarily. But for me, it really motivated me because I don't remember the details about when I was there. But I just remember how magical it was, how great of a time I had with my family. And that really motivated me and sort of made me push to doing that with my family. So I think from that sense, it helped. But I think things change, rules change change, rides change pretty often. And so I think just checking in and doing your research, even if you were there several years ago, is probably important. Yeah. Well, wow. You've given us a lot to think about here, Erin. Thanks so much. You're welcome. If you're thinking about doing Disney, there's obviously plenty of different places you can go to prepare. And as a financial coach, I'd obviously recommend you start just saving for that whenever it's going to happen. You can put that into a BCU savings account, obviously, because you're eligible if you're a subscriber of Life Money to join BCU. But you can also work with one of our coaches too to talk through how to prepare for that and make sure that you're putting money aside because that is just something that would be good to do either way. And then you can do a lot of things that Aaron talked about where you're talking to people that have gone or going out on social media, trying to learn what tips and tricks there are. So Aaron, thanks so much Thank um, you. for your this time. And yeah, thanks for, for sharing your stories. So that will be a wrap on our first episode of 2024. And just want to remind you that life happens, money is important, and we are always here for you at Life Money You. So if you're interested in joining our program, it is actually free to you to join. You can go to lifemoneyu.com and subscribe and you get access to content like this, coaches. We've got a mobile app that you can utilize uh, to set financial goals and you become eligible for membership at BCU and you can join a credit union and use a savings account to start saving for your Disney trip. So thanks everybody for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day.